Hey there, beloved listener on MGTOW Academy, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Season 2 finale of the MGTOW Academy Show. The MGTOW Academy Show is your one-stop spot for MGTOW Talk. I have lots of big things planned for Season 3 that you guys can catch a sneak peek of if you follow me on Twitter or view my community posts made on YouTube, including an interview that I have planned with one of my favorite influencers on the web, one of that uh, I've been following for over two years at this point. And it's really awesome to see how far we've come together, how much we're capable of, uh, and that's definitely going to be explored further in the next season of the show. Well, to wrap up Season 2, I've decided to read and review an article published on technologyreview.com. The article was written to cover on how some corners of the manosphere can be toxic, and I decided to give my review on that article on you know what it got right, what it got wrong, uh, in my opinion at least, and what specifically it had to say about MGTOW. So the Manosphere, just to recap, it's different groups, if you will, that are online. So MRAs, MGTOW, PUAs, incels, that type of stuff. I did a quick Google search asking, what is the Manosphere? Just to see what someone who is unfamiliar with the topic would find and if I could perhaps, you know, clarify that definition. So I got an answer stating just about everything that I mentioned except for uh, they got a couple things wrong. And I'd like to clarify that right now. So I can't speak on the behalf of MRAs, PUAs, incels, and whatnot, but I'm you know, I'm not following their ideas, and I wouldn't call myself anything but MGTOW. I just want to make that clear before moving on. Uh, and when I looked up that definition of the Manosphere on Google, it claimed that the Manosphere consists of MRAs, PWAs, incels, and whatever. And then MGTOW is, of course, mentioned in there. And then it said that all those things listed would be considered a movement, but we are not. In a, we are not a movement. I want to make that clear. We are not a movement. We don't aim to change society. We are an idea, if you will. Right? And that idea is to liberate yourself individually from whatever enslaves you or endangers you and to live as you please. So we're not aiming to change society for the better or for the worse. We quite frankly don't care about things that we don't have control over. We do, however, care about ourselves, which is something that we can control. And I'm also very fortunate to have the MGTOW Academy show on various platforms, some of which will allow for video format to be uploaded. So if you're on MGTOW.TV, CocoScope, or YouTube, you will be able to see the article on your screen. And for those of you who are on podcast platforms, feel free to check out the article that is linked to you in the show notes. Now, I'm about to start reading the article, but before we do, remember that I highly value your opinion as a listener. So send in any thoughts that you have to me and stay tuned till the end to get info on how to contact me. All right, so I have the article pulled up right in front of me. If you're watching this on a video platform, you should be able to see my screen as well. This is being pulled from technologyreview.com. It's written by Tanya Basu, and it was published on February 7th, 2020. This will be linked to the description below or whatever it might be, uh, depending on what platform you're on. So that way you guys can check this article out for yourself. So let's go ahead and read it as I read it all from my commentary and my thoughts on what is being said in the article. And you are always welcome to voice your thoughts, your opinions, because I highly value those. Uh, as long as you're respectful about mine and you respect others, you can do that in the comments section if the platform allows for that. You can email me uh, or send me a message on Twitter, share me uh, something on Twitter, whatever. Just share with me your thoughts about this and I'll be happy to respond to that. Moving forward, let's go ahead and start reading this. So uh, there's a little bit of a subtitle. It says, men from the less extreme end of the misogynistic spectrum are drifting towards groups that espouse violence against women, a new study suggests. In 2014, Elliot Roger went on a, on a shooting and stabbing spree, killing six and injuring 14 at the University of California, Santa Barbara. Roger was a self-proclaimed incel, short for involuntary celibate, a group of young men who feel furious 
at their perceived rejection by women and meet online to discuss and spread their ideology. The toxic misogyny fuels a hatred for women that has led to several recent incidents of mass violence, with many incels citing Rogers' own disturbing manifesto as an inspiration. The authorities are taking note. Last month, the Texas Department of Public Safety released a report finding that incels are an emerging domestic terrorism threat as current adherents demonstrate marked acts or threats of violence in furtherance of their social governance. Oh, excuse me, grievance. So in regards to that, I'm not an incel. I don't really hang out in those types of forums. I don't associate with them. Uh, so I can't make any, I can't say whether they're right or wrong about that. I think based off of what I've seen so far, they've done a fair bit of research into this. So I'm willing to say that that's true. Uh, but that's basically what the article says. Once again, you're always welcome to share your thoughts with me on any platform uh, that you're able to. Let's move forward. Now, a group of computer scientists have painted the most complete picture yet of the misogynistic groups that fuel the incel movement online. The manosphere, as it is known, is divided into four broad groups. Men's rights activists, or MRAs, claim that family law and social institutions discriminate against men. Okay. I'm not an MRA. Previously, I made a video where I talked, I guess, down or I talked against MRAs. I believe I took that down or made it unlisted because I don't agree with that idea anymore. What, Where I stand in the whole idea of men's rights and everything, I'd say that, hey, I support them in terms of trying to fight for egalitarianism on the behalf of men. Egalitarianism, for those of you who don't know yet, uh, according to a quick Google search, it says that egalitarianism is a school of thought within political philosophy that builds from the concept of social equality. Prioritizing it for all people, egalitarian doctrines are generally characterized by the idea that all humans are equal in fundamental worth or moral status. And I can agree to that. We should all be treated equally. We're not, uh, I, I wouldn't say that we're all equal as in, you know, I might have a neighbor, he might be the same uh, you might have the same religious beliefs as me, come from the same background and everything, but we're still different people. So we're not equal. We're not the same. But regardless of that, we should be treated the same. And that's my take on that. So as long as those MRAs uh, believe in all of us being equal and fighting on equality on the behalf of men, I'm all for it. That's my take on it. I'd like to hear yours. Moving forward, uh, it says that men going their own way, MGTOW, take this feeling of grievance further, arguing that society can't be amended. They often avoid women, blaming them for their problems. Okay. Um, so, arguing that society can't be amended, yes, I believe that for the time being, at least, and for the well-foreseeable future, it is not exactly ideal for a man to get married. Now, if there were to be some condition where we could fix the laws and make them better, maybe I'll consider that, but... Uh, the laws are one of the primary reasons for not choosing to go after marriage. That's my take on it. And that's the reason that I'm MGTOW. I, I never had any, you know, divorce growing up as a child. I simply made some rational observations, had some questions, answered them. And I came across that, hey, I think MGTOW might be the right way for me. And hopefully others are following the same path as they continue to make their own observations and make their own decisions based off of what they see. So I can agree to that uh, for the most part. And then it also goes on to say that we avoid women, blaming them for their problems. Do I avoid women? Uh, I avoid marriage. And when, I, when it comes to dating someone, I'm very specific. I have never dated anyone seriously. Like, yeah, when you're in elementary school, you date people. Yeah, that's one thing. But I mean, like in the real world, whenever you have a relationship, I never did that. I've tried, but I never pursued further beyond a certain point because I have standards for myself to protect me and the other person. 
And that's the way that I see it. As long as, in my opinion, with dating, as long as you uh, hold standards and you don't do anything unreasonable, I'm okay with that. And we'll cover the topic of that in season three of the MGTOW Academy show. Uh, but that's just scratching the surface on my take on that for the time being. Uh, blaming women for their problem. Well, I mean, what do you mean by blaming them for their problems? Like blaming them for something they caused? Like if there's a girl who drops an ice cream cone and I blame it on a man? No, I blame it on her because she dropped her ice cream cone. That's blaming her for her problem, all right? If I'm someone who is rude and I try to cause drama and I try to cause issues with someone else, well, someone's going to say, hey, what is MGTOW Academy's problem? Why does he do that? So when you say blaming them for their problems in the article, what do you mean by that? I mean, blaming them for things they caused? Of course I am. That's They caused it, right? So what do you mean by blaming them for their problems? Um, I mean, th that just seems kind of confusing to me. Maybe there's something I'm not understanding, but blaming them for their problems, I can't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if they caused it, they caused it. End of discussion. Uh, if, they're, if, if anyone knows that there's, they're pointing at something more specific, please let me know. I'd be happy to take a look at that again. But as far as I'm concerned, it seems that they mean uh, that they're, this article is referring to blaming them for their problems that they caused. That's what I'm taking out of this paragraph. And then it also goes on to say, pickup artists or PUAs, meanwhile, date and harass women. They believe society is feminizing men. I'm not a pickup artist. I don't associate with them for the most part. I don't really, like, like I don't hang out in their circles. I don't watch their videos. I don't hang out in their forums because it's not of my interest. I, I like the idea with MGTOW in my perception, at least is to focus on yourself and not put forth too much effort, at least to getting girls. So I try to focus my efforts, my time, my energy, my money on myself and building myself up, which will be covered by the way, in the next season of the MGTOW Academy show. Uh, you know, building your mind and body is the topic, by the way, that's kind of the, the general theme that I want to head into next. But uh, just as a general FYI, I, I'm not a PUA, so I can't make much of an opinion on it. I can't say what this article is saying is right or wrong. I'm just saying, hey, I don't know. Uh, but that's what the article is saying. All right. So moving forward, the article says, and then there are incels, the, the most potentially violent of the group. Incels abide by the black pill, a belief that women use their sexual power to dominate men socially, for that, incels want revenge. Okay, let's just clarify what we mean by black pill. Um, the article says the black pill is a belief that women use to uh, dominate men socially using their sexual power. That's what they say it is. Uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen before, and I even did a bit of additional research before recording this just to ensure that I knew this uh, fully, a black pill is essentially the hard truths of something. The hard truths looking at the scientific research studies of, you know, gender, uh, sex dynamics and whatnot. Uh, anything that would be adding to your reason for going your own way, if you will, or becoming a men's rights activist. Something that hurts but is the truth, if that makes sense. So that's what I have understood the black pill ideology basically to be so far. If you have another um take on that of course i'd love to hear it i'd love to get your perspective on that but that's what i understand it to be so far so based off of my knowledge i believe this is wrong of course i'm keeping an open mind and i am willing to hear what you have to say about that uh and look at the end of the day th these are just terms you know black pill blue pill red pill it's i'm pretty sure it came from the movie the matrix so it doesn't matter too much to me it's just you know of course what they're saying at the end of the day what it means at the end of the day so uh, yeah, there's that. So I, at the moment, do not agree with what they're saying about Black Pill. I think that definition is wrong based off of what I've seen. Uh, but of course, I'm keeping it open mind. Let's move forward. The team's analysis found that the manosphere is evolving and fast. Over the past 10 years, the population of men identifying as men's rights activists and MGTOW 
traditionally older and less violent is falling, while younger, more toxic PUA and incel communities have seen a spike. I guess that could be true. I don't know. I, I don't like keep a track, basically. There is no way to keep track, really, of how many people identify as MGTOW and men's rights activists. So this is, once again, this analysis, I'm pretty sure is based off of them researching terms being tossed around online, activity in certain communities and whatnot. From my perspective, um, it's been about the same for me. I haven't noticed any growth. I haven't noticed any anything shrinking. It just seems the same to me. I'll be honest with you. That's just my perspective. I haven't uh, researched it well, but I mean, if they say it is, you know, uh, basically declining or whatever, they say it's falling, I guess that could be true. I may look into that in a future episode and touch base with this subject again in the future. So let's just keep that in mind for later. Uh, but I don't know. I can't make a statement saying whether this is a true or a false statement. But they say it's falling. We'll take it for now. Then they say PUA and insult communities have seen a spike. I can understand that, honestly, uh, considering the how men can face certain issues, how they can maybe get rejected and turn to the wrong people or maybe interpret something incorrectly or handle something incorrectly. I can understand that. Uh, it also adds... Worryingly, it seems that there has been a significant migration from men's rights groups to incel groups. Every year since 2015, around 8% of MRA or MGTOW members appear to have become more radicalized and joined incel groups online. So um, it says MGTOW members, of course, we're not really a movement. So I don't think you'd really be a member. You'd just be someone who who is going your own way. That's what I call it. You're going your own way with inner quotations, whatever. Um so I just don't want the members part. I don't want the wording to be confusing. So they say that there is a percentage of MRAs or MGTOWs going and joining radicalized uh, groups online. Okay, let's continue on. It also adds, the older groups are dying off, says co-author Jeremy Blackburn, an assistant professor at Binghamton University. Indeed, it seems that not only are older, less violent groups dying off, but membership in the more violent groups is becoming more toxic. To determine the level of hate being espoused by these groups, the team used a machine learning tool developed by Google called Perspective that looks for keywords and speech. It produced a toxicity score. So this machine, Perspective, is going to produce a toxicity score to give an idea of how much hate speech is being used in the forums. The team's analysis showed that the speech in the most extreme manosphere groups on Reddit, known as subreddits, was far more hateful than the speech of a random sample of Reddit users and more on the wavelength of fringe far-right hate groups like those that frequent the social network gap. And it's getting worse. Over time, the toxicity score has risen across all Manosphere forums. To keep track of the various Manosphere groups, the team had to skim seven dedicated forums along with 57 subreddits and a number of specialized wiki groups. Many of these wikis sprang up after the groups were banned from social media and their extreme, excuse me, for their extreme views. The team built software to scrape information on threads dating back to 2015. That was before I started MGTOW Academy. Wow. Encompassing 138,000 users and 7.5 million posts. Okay, so in regards to toxicity increasing over time, um, it's very difficult from my perspective to measure that. If you, if anyone here has been, you know, if anyone here has hung right around these types of communities longer than I have, because uh, I started hanging out here around 2017, you might be able to share your perspective and I would like to hear that. But honestly, it's hard for me to tell because the thing is, is as I grow, I'm going to see more people and I'm going to see different ideas. So I'm going to see people who are more laid back and I'm going to see people who are more toxic. So 
it's very difficult from my perspective to say if there is more toxicity and if there's more, uh, you know, whatever. I can't really say it too well because I'm growing as a whole. So I'm going to see more toxicity, but I'm also going to see more laid back people, and more people with diverse ideas. So I can't say from my experience that it is more toxic. I have heard on the uh, main MGTOW subreddit that it there's generally some toxicity there. So I uh, migrated to the MG, R MGTOW 2. That's what the, the new subreddit is, basically. I hang out there, and generally it's more focused on guys instead of complaining about girls 24-7. I like that idea more. It's more laid back. So, you know, uh, that's one thing I'll comment on, but everything else, I don't know what I can comment on because, well, I'm growing, you know? So it's hard for me to offer information because of my perspective and because of my situation. Let's move forward. The way these groups use language made the task tricky. Summer Long, a research assistant on the project, says that the extreme end of the manosphere often uses vulgarity as a self-deprecating measure, which can confuse the systems trained to look for such words. And cells also often use seemingly innocuous language to sidestep Reddit moderators. One term that often uh, that appeared often was SMV, which stands for sexual market value. And one common trope is spinning plates, used by pickup artists who date as many women as possible. To a casual observer, these words mean, might mean nothing, all right? But to a wannabe incel, they're a sign that he's come to the right place. Uh, in terms of those terms, I don't know, again, what to say. Yeah, I know what SMV is. I, I, I can understand that. I don't really see how it can be toxic. Okay, I don't know. It's kind of confusing because, once again, I can see how it might become toxic, but I can't. Like I said, I don't use it too much. I don't wake up and spend all day researching how to improve my sexual market value. That's not what I'm, that's not, that's not my concern because I'm not trying to put myself out there on the sexual market. And I'm pretty sure those who identify with MGTOW do not really, they, they don't care too much. I'd be lying if I told you that I don't care because I do, but it's definitely not on my list of priorities. It's way at the bottom. I'll tell you that. And then it says spinning plates. That is something I don't really, I don't keep up with it. So I have no comment for that either. All right. I'm merely here for my take on what they have to say about uh, anything concerning MGTOW. That's the main reason I'm here for this article. So anything concerning uh, PUAs, MRAs, and whatnot incels, I can't offer too much perspective. But let's carry on. Uh, it's worth noting that this is a big challenge and that our way of measuring toxicity is not perfect, says Blackburn, noting that Google, Google Perspective has been shown to miss problematic language and might even exhibit racial bias. All right, well, I appreciate them being open about that. That's a very, it's a good sign that they're, uh, you know, trying to be as open as possible, transparent as possible about their results. And I definitely appreciate that. So uh, good job to them for doing that. Uh, still, he thinks that this is a major first step towards identifying people's migration from less violent groups towards more violent groups. So what can be done? One step might be to create tools to help spot and protect potential victims, along with an earlier analysis of when and how men's rights and MGTOW groups get radicalized, says Blackburn. Reddit has taken steps to crack down on insult sympathizing subreddits. For example, the insult subreddit has been banned since 2017 in November, but an alternative subreddit, Brain Cells, quickly took its place, gaining nearly 17,000 followers. It was banned in October of 2017, and after the publication of Blackburn and his colleague's paper on... Uh, the RXIV preprint server, I think is what it says. Reddit put the MGTOW subreddit in quarantine, which means that its content is deemed extremely uh, offensive or upsetting to the average Redditor. It can't generate ad revenue, and visitors must click a pop-up saying that they understand that other Redditors find it offensive. But this crackdown has forced many incels towards even more extreme sites like Gap. Okay, so um, 
Once again, never hung out with the incels of the brain cells subreddit, so I can't offer my take on that. But with the main MGTOW subreddit, I often found that they, from my experience, they just talked about girls too, too much. Yes, you will have to talk about the, you know, part of the problem is, of course, uh, you know, the issues that come with dating. There are some issues that guys do face. And uh, of course, we have to talk about that. Now, how much you talk about, how much you talk about that, how much you obsess over that, that can be unhealthy. You have to find a balance. You can't ignore the problem, but you can't spend all day, you know, 24-7 talking about that. And how are you going your own way if you're just complaining about how women are so awful and how, you know, we're suffering? And yeah, I'm sure to a certain degree, it can be true that we're suffering. And yes, there are some girls that can be mean and harmful. I'm not denying that. But what I am saying is that from what I've seen in certain areas online is that we may focus on those issues way too much. And I can understand how that can uh, how that can be an issue. So in terms of um, things like Gab, the website, I don't know what to say about that because, well, honestly, I, I don't I don't I'm not on there frequently, so I can't offer too much, uh, you know, criticism or offer too much opinions on Gab. I understand that you know as you make a platform that's more free and more open, people who are banned from other platforms will migrate over there. So that's kind of why some uh what people will call hateful ideology will go on to platforms like gab and i understand that uh nonetheless i do support free speech online and gab is doing a great job of that from what i have seen so far so all i will say is that while i may not while i may not agree with every single person on gab evidently i do support the notion of having a platform with the ability to say whatever you want freely without restriction and i like that all right so let's keep going on um the article ends with saying Long said spending time in these forums and subreddits as a woman was eye-opening and that she could see how minds are poisoned in an echo chamber, which is true. Yes, it's not good to be in an echo chamber 24-7. And personally, I try to have my, you know, my MGTOW ideas criticized as much as possible in a civil manner. So if you hang out with me on Twitter or you follow me, you might see that I engage with people sometimes in a, in a civil discussion or at least what I attempt to make a civil discussion because, hey, it's Twitter. You know, but still, I try to get my ideas criticized. I reflect on them myself. And if someone ever has a question, I'm happy to, to answer them. And if you want to change my mind, I'm happy to have that happen. I've been, I've gone on an interview before where, uh, you know, people asked me or a guy asked me about uh, MGTOW and just asked questions about it. I'm happy to answer your questions about MGTOW. And if you ever have any doubts, if you want to try to, you know, change my mind about it, I'm happy to hear about it. I try to keep an open mind. So, yes, an echo chamber is bad you don't want to be stuck hearing the same thing 24 7 because you don't want to be narrow-minded and you want to be open-minded and keeping your mind adapting uh and whatnot to the new things the new events that occur in our world so yes i absolutely agree that an echo chamber can be bad uh and it ends with saying it's horrifying she says but you can see how it molds someone's view into being fatalistic it's a no hope ideology yes certain perspectives on and certain takes on things uh, can make you helpless, hopeless. I can understand that. Uh, what I'm trying to do with MGTOW, my perception of it, and what I'm doing with the show, you'll see that in season three is to try to transform you, to empower you, to build your mind and your body. That's one of my favorite uh, concepts is to build your mind and body simultaneously and to also uh, empower you. I, I've heard, I, I've considered doing stuff like carving finance, you know, interviewing other people. So you can empower yourself to go your own way, become independent, and free yourself from whatever bothers you. Personally, I have addiction 
insecurities, and some other issues that I'm facing. We all have problems, and I want to be open with them uh, with you guys. So I'll discuss that in Season 3 of the MGTOW Academy Show, because this is probably going to be the last episode for uh, Season 2. And Season 3, uh, you want to follow me on Twitter and on YouTube for updates concerning that. But it is likely that I'll kick off Season 3 with an interview with Mike Rosa from Anabolic Aliens. He's a fitness icon that I've been following since 8th grade. And it is awesome. Long story short, I am super excited for that. But uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed listening to me reading critique and articles coverage on the Manosphere for about, you know, 20 minutes. <laughs> no, seriously, I am still shocked sometimes that there are so many people out there who care to hear what I have to say. And I'll tell you what, it is an honor to be behind this microphone talking to you. And speaking of you, remember that I greatly value your opinion. So I took to Twitter to ask my followers what they thought of the article. And as of recording uh, this podcast, I got a response from two people, Abdul Rashid, who said, I think they're trying to blame MGTOW for a monster that women created. And then to that, I replied, this article in particular was mostly writing about how some MGTOW turned to toxic ideologies uh, and why this happens. There are some disagreements I had about their description of MGTOW, but it was all right. You know, the article overall was all right. However, I completely understand where Abdul Rashid is coming from because it is true that I have seen, uh, you know, from Twitter, while it is a great platform, it's not the most civil. I have seen people blaming MGTOW for things that we haven't done. And while I have my, you know, my, my podcast recording and whatnot, I just want to clarify that MGTOW does not condone any acts of violence. We don't condone any of that stuff because I have seen that stuff in the past. So I completely understand that response. I also got a response from my good friend, Madman Mikey, who replied and said, okay, I read it and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Here's a couple things. And then he listed uh, four things. The first was review TFM's red pill grief cycle work as it applies. And then the second was, was uh, the second bullet point was if you get a chance, Dankula's incel video might be helpful to gauge incels. If I can get both of those video links, I'll be sure to link them in the description or the show notes so you guys can check those out. And then the last two points he added was the part where they essentially say that Google Spot is racist is good. And then he also added by saying, might mention that shuttling off people to their own little social ghettos won't help matters. I look forward to seeing your video. Well, thank you, Madman Mikey. I appreciate your um, your uh, response. And yes, you're definitely right that, you know, it's good that they admit bias, that racist part with Google's bot was good. And then I also like how he mentioned that, you know, shuttling off people into an echo chamber, it won't help you. So um, thank you once again, Madman Mikey, uh, for that reply. Before I do move on, I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Madman Mikey. He's got his own YouTube channel and his own podcast. Madman Mikey hosts the, the Zettelan podcast, and I'll link his YouTube channel in the description for you guys to check out and to subscribe to. A special thanks to Abdul and Madman Mikey for their opinions. I'm glad to hear from you all. And that's all for now, folks. Season 2 is officially over, and I can't wait to see what the future brings. Since we last spoke on the MGTOW Academy show, a global pandemic has unfolded. I finished my first college class with a 4.0 GPA, and I have been doing pretty well with my aviation project. Well, you know, we're working online, but still, we're doing pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. So it's safe to say that I've progressed and grown a little bit since we last spoke. And I love seeing progress from you guys. It brightens my day and gives me purpose to move forward. And it motivates the hell out of me. So I'll be sharing the progress that I hear from you guys in future episodes of the MGTOW Academy show, I promise. And let's add to that collection. Send in what you'd like to share with me. You can contact me in a few different ways. My email address is MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com. My Twitter handle is at all caps MGTOW followed by Academy. The first A in Academy is capitalized. And you can always reach me in the comment section if the platform allows for that. So be sure to stay tuned for updates about season three of the MGTOW Academy show. 
it's going to be big. And I'm pumped up for whatever the future brings for all of us. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure as always. And until next time, remember that it's a very dangerous world out there. So be sure to keep taking in those daily doses of red pills and to stay safe out there. I hope you enjoyed this season of the show and I'll see you in the next one. This is McTail Academy signing off.